The announcement this week that Christopher Luxon is quitting the top job at Air New Zealand has led to plenty of media speculation about a future in politics. But could it possibly be a case of him anticipating the flugscum headwinds on their way? Jeremy Rose reports. There is a famous girl here in Sweden, Greta Thunberg. Maybe you know about her. Yes, yes, a climate change <laughs> activist, yes. Yeah, and she is very engaged. And also her mother told last year that she's not going to New Zealand for singing. She's a very famous opera singer. And when she said, no, I'm not flying anymore, people thought, oh, if she can do that, I can also. That was Swedish climate activist Susanna Elfors speaking to Public Radio International's Carol Hills back in April. And as you heard there, opera singer and mother of the better-known Greta Thunberg, Melina Ernman, last year turned down the opportunity to perform in New Zealand due to environmental concerns about air travel. The interview was all about Sweden's fliegskam movement. The word translates as flight shame, and the movement is being credited with an 8% drop in the number of Swedes flying so far this year. Fliegskam is probably the first Scandinavian word since huga to hit the world's headlines, but where has huga introduced the world to the warm and fuzzy Danish concept of feeling good due to the simple pleasures in life? Fliegskam is all about bringing your holiday ambitions down to earth. In the last couple of months, the New Zealand Herald, Stuff and RNZ have all run stories mentioning flag scum. In New Zealand, we need to fly away, and our economy relies on people wanting to fly here. In tandem with that, though, is a growing number of no-fly pioneers, people who now simply will not fly in planes. It's really taken off in Sweden. It's called Fliegskam, their flight shame. The leader of the Greens in Sweden hasn't flown anywhere since 2005. That was Jim Moore last month introducing an interview with British climate researcher Roger Tyers, who had decided to travel to Beijing on the Trans-Siberian Railway for environmental reasons. I spent three years of doing a PhD looking at um, emissions from flying. I didn't feel comfortable then going on a research trip, which is about environmental behaviours, to China and, and flying to get there to, to, to do it. And last Sunday, Jim Moore again caught up with Roger Tyres, who was on his way back to Britain, this time on the Trans-Mongolian Railway. Do you like flying? I mean, some people, I suppose, who hate flying might use this no-fly movement as an excuse for virtue signalling and so on. But do you actually like flying? You've actually given up quite a lot. I must admit, I do like flying. I was part of the Air Cadets for a couple of years. Uh, my, my brother was, was trained to be an RAF pilot when he was younger. Um, I mean, I think for some people, it's they they don't like flying anyway, and then they can. It's not a big sacrifice for them to to give it up. But for me, yeah, actually, I I, I do enjoy it. Last week, Television New Zealand ran an item aimed squarely at those who were worried by the negative environmental impacts of an overseas holiday, but not feeling enough flag scum to cancel them. Reporter Jenny Saw outlined the extent of the problem like this. A return flight to London produces almost 3,000 kilograms of carbon emissions per passenger. That's like driving almost 15,000 kilometres in a medium-sized car, or the length of New Zealand seven and a half times. Return to New York is like driving the length of our country almost six times. Phuket, nearly four times. Hawaii, three times. Even visiting Brisbane or Fiji produces the same emissions as driving from Cape Leanga to Bluff. 
and she ended the item with some helpful advice on those wanting to mitigate the negative environmental impacts of their overseas holidays. In less developed places like the Pacific Islands, which struggle to process too much waste, live and eat like a local. Bring a keep cup and avoid plastics. Pick a hotel with a commitment to sustainability or stay with a friend. If you're flying, choose an airline with modern aircraft and offset your carbon emissions. In some cases, it's just a couple of extra dollars. If only Greta's mum, Melina Ehrman, had thought of that. According to Air New Zealand's online carbon calculator, it would have cost her just $61.60 to offset the 2,718 kilograms of carbon produced by a single passenger travelling return from Stockholm to Auckland. But of course, the flag scar movement doesn't buy into the idea that planting trees and flying somehow cancel each other out. Just as you can fly without buying offsets, you can plant trees without taking to the skies. And they're not alone in questioning the assumptions behind offsetting. Deutsche Welle recently quoted Pope Francis as saying if you follow the logic of offsetting, you would try and deal with the curse of war by forcing munitions manufacturers to build hospitals for the victims of their bombs. Pope Francis's view will be informed by the centuries-old debate over whether the Catholic Church's practice of allowing people to buy indulgences during the Middle Ages contributed to an increase in sin. There's no shortage of academic articles on the topic, with the majority concluding it did but there are dissenters. In a paper titled The Economics of Religious Indulgences, economists Alberto Cassoni and Carla Marchesi conclude giving the right conditions indulgences don't necessarily encourage sin. The promoters of offsetting are no doubt banking on that being the case, but the evidence is sketchy. In Offsetting Green Guilt, Yale University economist Matthew Cochin wrote that carbon offsets pose interesting new areas for economists to study, namely... Could voluntary carbon offsets like indulgences of yore actually increase people's gas-guzzling, energy-consuming ways? Matthew Cochin concluded his article by saying... My own view is that purchasing offsets is better than nothing, yet when considering ways to reduce your own carbon footprint, you should compare offsetting to the more certain alternative of directly reducing your emissions. Reduce what you can, offset what you can't. And if New Zealanders take up that advice and cut back on air travel, like the Swedes have, that could have real implications not just for the environment, but for the aviation and tourism industries as well. Jeremy Rose reporting there on the media's new favourite Scandinavian word, fleekscum, or flight shame.